Hello and welcome to the show that doesn't even ask you to subscribe, to like the show, to post reviews, and we even usually forget to give out the phone number. Oh, welcome we to the Selling that? on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is Fake Announcer Guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So it's uh, Philip Jackson and Sherry Smith with you, your hosts on the Selling on eBay radio show. You're very welcome. Sherry Smith is based in Colorado, full-time eBay seller, big sales operation running out of her house. She also uh, made a, well, shall we say, a clandestine visit to San Jose eBay headquarters, bumped into all sorts of interesting people, including Jamie Iannone, chat with him about his dog, and she also bumped into Griff and asked him a rather impertinent question, and we'll see if we can find you audio of that particular uh, interaction a, a bit later on. Philip worked as a product manager for the phone company across the pond and when he came over to the swamps of Florida. Mm-hmm. And he went full-time selling on eBay almost 14 years ago, but uses his skills from his former position to advise eBay on how to do things better. I think he might be responsible for their new improved email notifications. All right, we'll talk about that later on. Also coming up in today's program, Sherry, we have... eBay makes another move to dominate the sneaker segment. Shocker, shocker. And uh, smile for the camera because uh, FedEx is now taking photographs of your front door. Shipping prices, lots of changes. Uh, hopefully uh, not all down or not all up. And uh, yes, eBay opens is around the corner, at least as we record this for you. Depending when you listen to it, it might already happen. But for us, it's just around the corner. Are regional rate A boxes going away? And as Sherry alluded to, is eBay actually listening to anybody in the seller community? Well, we've got an example of maybe something that's uh, that's been changed as a result of, well, maybe comments. You never know. OK, eBay News will uh, tell you what's going on in the world of eBay. Uh, and uh, I don't know about you, Sherry. I, I was expecting some swag to arrive for uh, eBay Open. Has a package arrived for you yet? Or am I the only one that's missing out? I get confused about what has arrived because... I did get something, but I thought it was from the Ooh. sneak peek. Ah, okay. Remember the first amount of people who submitted their feedback about the sneak sneak peek would get some swag? Yes. Uh, well, maybe I didn't. Did I do that? I can't remember. I was on the sneak peek on the oh. speaker bridge, but I did sign up. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that's why I didn't get any swag. Oh, well, let me know what, oh. they, uh, what they sent you. Yeah, you missed know. out on some a good popcorn. One? Oh, yeah. Well... Popcorn kernels and a little case that you pop them in uh-huh. that I would have no idea how to do, except I watched Liz O'Kane's Instagram <laughs> video on how to do it. All right. Okay. Well, that was the one that I knew the popcorn was uh, something they were trying to do. So uh, I obviously missed out due to my total incompetence of managing the situation. So uh, sorry if I implied that eBay was less than uh, competent on that particular thing. Also, hey. sorry, go ahead. Oh, what I was thinking is, so also another eBay yes. hat, which I love their baseball hats, but I can't wear them. They don't work for me. Hmm. So here's what I'm going to offer. The next person that emails or calls in a question, okay. I will send this hat to within the United States. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, do you want to put out the uh, the number you want them to use or the uh, website or whatever? Well, you can go to sellsellsell.online. And uh, there's an email link there, and you'll find out about us, should you wish to know about us and our particular operations. And uh, there's a hat up for grabs. Um, we, uh, maybe some other stuff. We'll see what we can find. All right, very good. So hopefully, um, <clears throat> don't waste it. Don't be too uh, too slow about getting back on that one. Uh, also, uh, in the news, I mean, goodness, everybody's announcing postage price changes, right, Sherry? Oh, yeah. So UPS is up, some USPS is down via eBay labels. And seasonal pricing kicks in with the post office October 2nd. Mm. So um, hopefully eBay will have negotiated some uh, reductions to the increases and it won't be too bad. I mean, to my mind, what's happening progressively is that the difference between the headline published rate on the websites and what actually a label costs is widening. And to be honest, that's putting me off buying stuff on eBay because... By default, as a buyer, I get charged the headline rate, which is disappearing up into the stratosphere, and yet the seller's really not paying much more than they were paying a year or two ago, if we're honest. Um, so someone's just making more money out of me, I feel. And I just, you know, once it goes above about 20 bucks, it just causes me to think, well, do I really need this item? Yeah, it's, and I think it's beginning to become a little bit of a problem for me with the UPS ground items mm -hmm. because they're quoting their regular retail rates and I want to make something on the shipping because many times I'm buying a big box for something and I'm I have spent an hour packing certain things not because I'm inept but, but because they're that um, complicated mm -hmm. so I almost would rather I would rather if we publish the special rate that eBay gives, but pad it with a set handling charge that isn't going to make it as expensive as the buyer seeing a retail rate. What I can do on the web store, which is hosted by Shopify, it will pull the rate, typically the discounted rate, and then you can mark it up and add a number to it as well. So you can kind of figure out where you want to be in relation to the actual cost. Whereas eBay, your choices are either the raw label cost or the headline retail price and nothing in between. And I think the sweet spot's somewhere in between if you do paid shipping. But Did eBay take away the handling charge or is it still oh, there? Oh, I think if you do calculated shipping, you can add that to the, the handling charge, yeah. Okay, so now I've had an epiphany. Thank you, everybody. I can just quote have ebay quote the discounted rate but have a handling charge check that out see, let us know how that works out i don't know whether the by opting into the the raw label rate whether you get a chance to monkey with it or not i don't know okay could be wrong anyway let's let's look into that and we'll report on that next time also okay. in the news this week um you know ebay is doing these uh, monthly community chats it used to be every week and ask us anything was the pattern now it's once a month and it's on a specific topic uh, this week, uh, the topic was a lot of stuff about eBay Open. So I guess it was the sort of the communications folks they were talking to. And lots of people were saying, why is eBay Open so much of it recorded? And Sherry can't say much about this, I think, because she's probably... No, you can? No? I have something to say. Go on then. Um, I'm not going to say what I'm not allowed to say. But one thing I want to say <laughs> is that um, on our meeting on the platform, mm -hmm. pre eBay open in preparation. There were some audio glitches 
some different kinds. Like someone would be muted when they didn't think they were muted hmm. or their screen would freeze or just out and out audio interference. And one thing they said is you don't have to worry about that happening during eBay open. So we know that over 20,000 people are registered and there's going to be a large amount of people on the platform and they want it to go well. Mm-hmm. And then I have one more thing to add. We're going to be uh, like, I'm going to be there live for my session, answering questions. Because just to chat. clarify, you're presenting one of the seller led sessions, right? On days two and three. You know it, how to turn your side hustle into <laughs> a full time income. Because uh, I'm always hustling. Um, so I am. And and then also the eBay employees are managing booths and there's networking rooms about different topics. So there's several different things. So there is live interaction with all of those people. But yeah, I mean, apparently some of it is recorded so it can all go smoothly. Right. Does that And I, I'm not sense? constrained by the same ridiculous <laughs> as you are. My personal interpretation, having been involved in this previously, was that the vast majority of it is recorded. I think there's like an end of day wrap up with Jordan. At least there was last year. That was clearly a live thing. And it's pretty obvious if there's like one camera and not a lot else going on, that's probably more likely to be live. If there's multi cameras and edits and stuff, then obviously it's pre-recorded. And from their point of view, it means obviously the content is slicker that way, but also they got burnt a couple of years back when they had their 25th birthday celebration. I think that was mid-pandemic and it was the first seriously big live streamed event and it fell over. And after about an hour, I think people figured out there was a backdoor link where you could watch watch it via YouTube. And that's kind of how people got on in the end because everyone was searching around the discussion groups. And I think that was embarrassing for them. And I think they learned a lesson there that just trusting that the platform would hold up to a five-figure audience all dialing in at the same time on a a day when the internet was probably pretty busy because lots of people were working at home or watching Netflix probably was a big big risk. And you can understand why they want it to go well. And to be honest, you know, I don't think there's a lot – I mean, even if it was live, it would be so rehearsed and practiced that it would make little difference in practical terms. Good point. Yeah. And there are hundreds of people involved and they're going to be there live to interact and communicate and answer questions. And I, I guess so also if that. it's if it's recorded, they can they can pass it up and put it up on different servers and spread the load around and things like that and manage it. Um, according to how which presentation is getting the most views at, the, at one particular point in time. So, yeah, I, I understand. It'd be nice to see everything live. And I think as they move maybe next year to a hybrid live and virtual and, and in-presence meeting, that will probably have more live feed content, assuming it happens to that pattern. But anyway, so I think people were being harsh on them. I mean, I'd like the keynote to be live. I suspect it probably isn't, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, uh, Anyway, so that was a lot of uh, conversation. I think realistically that's just the way they want to play it. They're so protective of their brand. And as you said, there's more than 20,000 people signed up. Last year that resulted in 8,000-odd people for the main keynote. You know, they want that to go well. 
<laughs> yeah. They're not going to take a chance on, you know, something happening or the lights going out or something. It just wouldn't it wouldn't be good. So anyway, yeah. uh, that's the uh, I think the the situation with that one. Also, Sherry FedEx new announcement or new happenings there. Oh yeah, smile for the camera. Or you already said that. <laughs> FedEx home you stole delivery. stole my material. <laughs> well, sometimes you're writing it for me, but this time I, it wasn't for me. Anyway, they are delivering photographic proof of delivery. That's rolling out. So I think that could be helpful. I wish that UPS had that because mm. I just had someone open a request saying they didn't receive their item. I looked at the tracking. It said it was delivered. So I updated the request with the tracking and said it shows it's delivered. And I like course, it as a buyer because I, 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 it takes me a long while to get through all the sort of checking in of stuff that's coming in and testing it and stuff. But I can close the file, if you like, as soon as I see a picture of it on my doorstep, I know it's arrived and I then shut that down. It keeps my sort of work in progress down to a manageable amount of stuff. Um, so I like it from that, that point of view. Um, I'm nervous that maybe it opens up the possibility for more disputes. The person can say, well, that's not my garage door. That's the neighbours or whatever, <laughs> you know. Whereas if it just says it's delivered, they've got relatively little ammunition to come back at you with. Yeah. So I don't know quite where it stands in terms of the money-back guarantee. I, I, I'm assuming that if eBay will, for the moment, still stick by, if it says delivered, it's delivered, and it's below $750, you are golden. But, you know, it could change. Um but I, yeah, I think it's Amazon's been doing it and it works well for them. What is interesting is whether or not uh, those pictures will be posted publicly. At the moment, at least per my testing, both parties have to be signed in as um, users of FedEx.com to see that, see that image on the website. Oh, um, you're wondering if they can see it from like the tracking number? Yeah, you, um, you, the tracking link will say it's been delivered and there is the option of the photo, but you need to jump through this particular hoop to, to see it. Uh, and my guess is that, I don't know, maybe they're just being cautious to start with. I mean, you could see there's, you know, it's on your, it's inside your property, effectively inside your porch. I mean, maybe there's a sticker on the door saying, hey, the door, you know, letter to the cleaning lady saying, hey, the combination's one, two, three, four, or whatever. <laughs> you know, they don't want that published. Which wouldn't be smart to put no, on your but, door. But, but maybe your door is not in public view and that's the way you do it. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really want FedEx publishing that to the entire world without your consent. So I can understand why, at least to start with, if I was designing it, I would be restricting it to the two parties involved and then kind of see what happens and maybe then loosening it up as as time goes by, if necessary. Yeah. Can I add a side gripe to this hmm. that's slightly related? <laughs> okay. So that guy I was talking about yeah. who was very snarky saying, obviously it got sent to somebody else uh, or I wouldn't be opening the request. Um, and he said UPS doesn't let the buyer open a trace or search for the package, so will you do it? I wish that that they would let the buyer open those. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, it's one of the situations where I'm going to come up with a view that's totally the opposite of what, what you want. Here's oh, why. On. I had this happen, My and I alluded it to way back when I was talking about this nightmare situation. Anyway, uh, buyer decides that he's not happy with my progress in trying to track down his package. 
truth is, behind the scenes, I'm working with the trace package people in, in FedEx. I've got a dialogue going with them. They're researching stuff. They've given me a lot of inside information that they're not necessarily supposed to share. I'm getting a picture of what's going on, <clears throat> and I'm beginning to really make some progress. A uh, gentleman concerned decides that he's not happy. Well, I haven't told him everything I know, but, but I'm telling him I'm working on it. So he then files a claim under his own name as the recipient with FedEx. Now, at least in the world of FedEx, claims trump traces in terms of the who, who, who runs the, the operation. So my diligent work working with the trace people is null and voided, and they can no longer access the case. It goes to the claims department. And of course, the claims department denies the claim because there's, you know, the the guy that, that's filing the claim says it's five hundred dollars. Well, I haven't declared five hundred dollars to FedEx. I, I cover that risk elsewhere. I I put FedEx on the hook for one hundred dollars, but he's claimed five hundred. So not only has he instantly cancelled all the work I was doing to actually trace his package, which would have wow. solved his problem. He's negated and, and nullified the claims process by claiming more than the insured amount and allowing them to ding it uh, straight away. So in that particular situation, it didn't help him greatly. It just made things worse. And he has no contractual relationship with FedEx anyway. Yeah, they'll open a, they'll open a case, but it doesn't really help anything. Oh, so wow. well, for that, that reason, sense. I'm a little gun shy about... Uh, Recipient, and I would never ask a recipient to do that. Sometimes I will say, if there's an eBay case, that's not a bad idea to open a open a query with eBay because I know full well the tracking number is going to prove me right. And <laughs> and you and, and with eBay, only go into a case when you know you're going to win. I'm going to win that, so best off have him open a case. It'll automatically clear in my favour. That takes away his negative feedback rights. Um, and then we can work out a solution after that if necessary. Yeah, well, so, that, that sounds good. I, I agree with you. As, can I, t speaking of shipping uh, good, claims, good DJ can link. I, yes, can I please follow up on this nightmare, this nightmare of um, UPS claim that, the, that almost took me out because it was so hard. But I won't go on and on about that. I'll just say that every time I uploaded documents, I would get a notification saying they needed something else from me. But then I had to find the claim number and then the tracking number. Wait, not the tracking number. No. The, the, I think it was the claim number. And guess mm -hmm. what? It's the last six digits of the tracking number. Did I tell you about that on this I, I th before? We can definitely do that quickly now because it's a good, it's okay. a good uh, general point of information. Okay. So we also, I get a, a letter, a, a paper letter in the mail saying, we need you to get us these other documents for your claim. Documents I had already provided, but I'd go online, follow the link that they gave me. And then it asked me for a claim number and there's no claim number on the paper. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Mm -hmm. But it turns out the claim number is the last six digits of the tracking number. I found that by some detective work. So finally I got past that. Then they said they're granting it. I couldn't believe it. I was absolutely floored that they're going to refund me for this. They're going to honor the, the claim. Wow. It was like $225. And 
I, weeks later, I hadn't received anything, so I decided to torture myself by calling UPS, which was torture. And she said, we paid eBay. Mm. Isn't that weird? So I'm like, um, I don't, I said, can you send me proof, show me proof of that before you get off the phone? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to have to call you again. Anyway, the answer was no. So I called eBay and it turned out to be something that the person and the department he contacted within eBay, it was a very rare thing. Maybe it's that rare that UPS pays a claim. <laughs> but um, eBay's sending me a check. Well, well done. Isn't that wacky? Well, because eBay is the the company that has the contract with UPS. If you print a uh, UPS label, it's under e eBay settles that with UPS. That's the contractual relationship. They collect yeah. some money of you, but and that's one of the pitfalls I think of using labels printed through eBay. Yes, the pricing is attractive, but if there's any kind of dispute afterwards, you, you're caught in a lot of finger pointing as to who actually owes who, how much, and stuff like that. Well, and it was odd that they hadn't really experienced that. That's hmm. probably just how rare it is that UPS pays a claim. <laughs> and I say this being, even though I use UPS over FedEx, so. Okay. Also in the news, let, let's, let's plug on because we've got some good audio clips to come. I don't want to cut those short. Um, now, up and running this year, we were supposed to be getting the results. They said this week, I think from where I read the original blurb, I'm still waiting for that phone call, you know, Sherry. Oh, I Do you think know. they're going to? I'm assuming they're going to announce the winners at eBay Open, so they're leaving it very late to call me. That would make sense. Yeah, so you're I right. Don't, don't I mean, they should tell you before they announce it. I mean, should I conclude they've not been successful? Maybe. I'm thinking they're going to announce it at eBay Open, and if I were successful, I would have had a call or an email saying, hey, congratulations, sign here, don't disclose this, send us a photo, blah, blah, blah. You know, all the material they would need in plenty of time to put together the segment on eBay Open. And I'm assuming that the lack of any calls or emails probably means that I'm out the 10 grand. Yeah. Can't see it, it happening might. now. But anyway, um, if you've heard something, and maybe you can tell us in confidence, we won't uh, mention anyone's name, but uh, if you've had that communication, is that information, is it happening now in the background? Or maybe you know something we don't. Uh, check us out. The uh, contact details all are posted at sellsellsell.online. That's sellsellsell.online. Mentioned earlier, Sherry, about the sneakers. Yes, eBay seems to be widening its market share grab. <laughs> uh, they are expanding what they authenticate with sneakers. And I didn't dive into exactly what they're expanding it to, but what they're doing. And they're also increasing fees for sneakers between $100 and $150. So... So that's the, the new segment that they're moving the bar down in terms of the authentication. It's now, I don't know what it was before, I guess it was 150. Probably, yeah. Now they're going down to Now they lower probably. that down to 100. They bring in the 100 to 150 range. They raise the fee in that category to, I guess, cover the costs. But they've also changed yeah. the, the, the shipping arrangement, isn't it, which makes it slightly more interesting. Yeah, they're doing something funny about the shipping. So you don't have to charge 
for the shipping or pay for the label. eBay charges the buyer a set rate, which is $14.95, which is actually a little high for a pair of sneakers. And the buyer pays eBay directly. And as a result of that, the, um, there's no final value fee on the charge for the shipping. And this is interesting. I, 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 anyway, I think that's kind of fascinating. Hope they expand that to some other areas. What I thought they were doing, and it's not a category I know much about, but it looked like they were covering the cost of you sending said sneakers into the authentication center. Yeah. And then the $15 was covering the, the, the shipping of the sneakers from the authentication to the buyer. So effectively, there were two shipments uh, for $15, which actually probably uh, isn't, isn't a bad sense. a deal, I don't think. Yeah. And it says three days each way maximum. That means priority mail to my to my eye. Okay. Um, so well, that makes more sense. You know, and I think, see, I think that is a market share grab because my guess is they don't make a lot of money on two, what, well, what's a thing, a three pound package probably? I don't know. Right. A couple of, three. could be coast to coast, three pound packages, 15 bucks. My guess is not a lot of margin in that. And then they've got to unpack your sneakers. Give them to the authenticator. He does his work. Presumably they buy a new box, some tissue paper and the badge or whatever they put in there. Uh-huh. Repackage it up nicely. Send it out the door for what could be, what, 12% on $100, $12? You're right. They're oh, not, my gosh. They're not getting rich of that kind of money. This is a market no. share uh, acquisition price, I think. And my guess is that once they've got the share up where they need it, that'll start ratcheting up a little bit higher. Yeah. But there we are. Take advantage if you want to do that right now. I think that's a good deal, if that's your thing. Yeah. So, fair enough. Uh, also, in the news, I noticed uh, Ina's uh, e-commerce bites reporting that uh, she's been tracking the ideas being posted by USPS as potential things for regulatory approval in the future. And it sounds like they're toying with the idea of getting rid of regional rate A boxes, which any experienced shipper would know is a, a fantastic way of sending small but heavyish items around the place. So that's a potential gotcha uh, in the future coming out. Worthwhile keeping an eye on that one. I did score myself a supply of regional rate boxes just in case they, they run out. But my guess is they'll discontinue the tariff rather than just stop producing the boxes. But you never know. So I've got a so few. So then you few won't be able to use them anyway, or you they'll just, just, just they'll become regular. generic generic priority mailboxes. Okay, I suspect, like the regional sense. rate C's, I think, you know, just got phased out, and you can just use them for anything now. Oh, I um, didn't realize that. So anyway, I mean, if you if eBay were to offer cubic based pricing for just regular packages, that would go some way towards uh, covering the loss. Because uh, yeah. typically the regional rates are kind of a play on the cubic pricing price schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think they do it. I don't think eBay offers yet uh, cubic pricing for just regular, you know, seller shipments. Maybe they figure that the sellers aren't that great at putting in the right dimensions and they'll end up with a massive discrepancy with USPS coming after them for the shortfall and it'll all get very ugly. Yeah. Um, I have seen on a returns item priority mail cubic pricing being applied. So that's kind of strange. Um, on an eBay produced label, so they obviously can do it. Um, ah. But as as of now, I don't think they're doing it just for the regular flow of stuff. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, just keep an eye on that one because it could be a it could be a problem if you use those a lot. 
And uh, you, you alluded, Sherry, there was a new uh, eBay money might actually be listening to people like me. That's right, because you have been crying to them that their email is how you can retrieve a listing months and months later mm -hmm. or years later. And when they cut off part of the title or don't include the item number, also, well, let's go on with your gripes, that you like to see it, the item number in the subject line, if I'm getting this right, so that um, you can identify it without clicking into it. But I, also I want every, every communication from eBay that relates to us an item that I'm selling or buying simply to have the full literal item title, open brackets, item number, close brackets. And I consistently laid out everything in that format because then I can, if I can script things, I can automate it, I can color code it. I know what's going on. Don't truncate it. Don't put three dots after 10 characters. And that's the ideal way. They used to do that. That used to be the way everything works. And then some Nimrod on eBay says, well, why are we spending electrons sending all these characters? Wouldn't it be a great idea if we cut everything after the third word? And oh, it gosh. just made things horrible. But now they've almost done a lot of what you've asked for well, they changed it the buyer's address right they've put the yeah they they, they, they the address this they keep tinkering with this so maybe we're just in various iterations of different trials they're testing out but the buyer's address has now gone back in there so that's um that's a plus point that the email message at least as of this morning had the full item title no item number unfortunately ebay seems to be backing off from item numbers but from a seller's point of view that's the key number I don't care about the transaction number because I don't know it when I list the item. It's meaningless to me. Um, anyway, and so it's 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 sort of getting better. The the missing parts, as I say, are the item number and also the shipping method. So give me the address and the shipping method because if it says FedEx overnight first or whatever, I'm going to run around and do that one first. Yeah. If it's if it's parcel select, I'm not much so much of a hurry. It's important information that is about making buyers happy. I don't want to have to drill through and go to your poxy website just to find out the basic details that should be in the email that you send me. All so right. we're getting there slowly, although I did notice that they've screwed something up. And that is the, you know, there's a ship by date, um, which sometimes appears in the messages. It's come and gone a little bit. The ship by date is a day wrong. So the messages oh. that were coming through today have a ship by date that's 24 hours later than the actual ship by date. Oh, I mean, not a, wow. not a huge thing, and I'm sure that. they'll correct it, they'll pick that up. But it just makes you think, well, isn't there someone whose job it is to test this stuff, to check it before it goes into production? That's like, kind of like me sending out newsletters with typos. Yeah, on. I mean, you know, you're, you, how many people work in eBay development? Thousands. You couldn't just bounce it to a colleague and say, hey, cast an eye over this and just see if it's right before we hit the, hit the you know, upload button? Anyway, uh, we, we do hope to have a conversation with someone from the eBay development world. And I think, Sherry, I'll keep that in my back pocket as an example of something they might want to talk to. Because um, it is interesting that from a, from a seller's point of view, one of the sort of criticisms that I think people make of the eBay development community is the lack of apparent lack of testing before things go into production and how we all become unwitting guinea pigs. Uh, for eBay's never-ending stream of new ideas. And yeah. wouldn't it be better to just have a few people that do agree to be testers and that will pick these things up and just quietly fix them before it gets blasted out to tens of thousands of unwitting eBay users? 
Well, my anyway. sister's a database developer. I think she'd have something to All say right. about well, your rant. Anyway, uh, let's not get too much on that because uh, we've got to move on. Um, anyway, it's the Selling on eBay radio show. Philip and Sherry with us. You can find out all about us at our uh, website. You can get in touch too if you want. Sell, sell, sell dot online. So that's sell, sell, sell dot online website. Find out about us, email us, whatever you like. And now, we talked earlier about Sherry's uh, little clandestine visit to San Jose. Not really clandestine. She was working on her presentation, which is going to be aired, at least as we speak now, in the next few days at uh, eBay Open. Maybe you've seen it already. You never know. <laughs> you bumped into all sorts of people. Uh, and we recorded. you recorded a few interviews because you weren't <laughs> allowed to interview the eBay people about anything to do with eBay. Yeah, so, I kept um, asking. I know. and and then, and then they Because they had to go off and get everything signed off and stuff, and you can't do that in yeah. a week. So it's, it wasn't going to happen. But you've got some contacts set up, and we'll we'll try and follow through with them uh, as and when they get the uh, the sign-off to do it. Okay, so let's move on. You bumped into Liz O'Kane, part of the uh, another fellow member of the uh, Colorado eBay Massive. And uh, you were talking to her, what, about uh, alternative shipping things. I think you just came out of a meeting with the shipping guys. That's right. So we were all thinking all about shipping. And she gave me some insight about how some other sites do it. All right. So it's you, you guys with your head spinning on various shipping topics. I'm That's sitting right. here with Liz O'Kane with Colorado Reworn. We're, what building are we in at eBay? Oh my gosh, I think we're in the music building. Oh yeah, okay. So this is where we've been for a couple of days. And and I don't know you, which building I wanted to <laughs> ask you more because you're telling me about Mercari has this local delivery thing now. Yes, so we were talking to the shipping team and one of the things that came up was a question of will eBay ever offer local delivery and it was brought up about how Mercari offers local delivery. So I would love to see that for eBay on their platform um, and they did take notes and I'm super excited okay. about that. <laughs> yes, because I've been thinking eBay needs to have something where they're getting things delivered fast, like maybe in a day. Yeah, so we all know that we can, well, so eBay offers. Just jumping in, are you in the middle of a cocktail bar doing this? <laughs> no, we're in a room where we they would host us for breakfast, lunch, but also we'd hang out. And I, okay, as long as we're jumping in, I forgot that this is what we talked about. That's why I couldn't set it up very well. I thought we were talking about something else about shipping. All right, let's carry on. Local pickup yes. with a QR code. And a lot of sellers have been really happy about that. To take it to the next level, some sellers are still afraid to meet people in person or are comfortable meeting in person. And one thing that Mercari's done is they've offered local delivery and it kind of bridges that gap. So what it is, is they actually have a tab on their website to where you can shop local. And when you purchase, right now it's a $10.99 delivery fee. I can buy something and get it delivered the same day via an Uber driver. So my seller would get an email saying that I sold the item, it's local delivery, they schedule a pickup from an Uber driver and it gets delivered to my front door the so same day. That's amazing because yeah. people, if they wanted to go out and buy something, they would also run to the store. Yes. Probably. Yeah. But I know me, I'm now getting like my Starbucks decaf via, you know, <laughs> delivered to my door because yeah. I don't want to go to Starbucks and then find out they're out of it. And I'm talking about like a box of... I would love that too. And maybe they could start with local. I think they should. 
And I mean, it costs the buyer the same thing as it would cost just for regular shipping that would take a few days, right? Right. It's it's maybe it's a dollar or two more, but you're getting it same day, and it's it's so they have size limitations. It's basically anything that could fit in the trunk of a car. That's pretty so good. So if you need, you know, if there's a lamp or an end table or a picture that normally would bust dimensional weights on USPS, FedEx, you know, UPS, it's actually less expensive for the larger item. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. As long as it's within how many miles, do you know? Um, You know, I think right now it's... 10 to 20 miles. I can't okay. remember off the top of my head, but it is very local. Okay. And they started it last year, and of course they've played around with it, and they've grown. Um, but it's definitely something that I think that you know eBay buyers and sellers can benefit from. Have you done this where you're the seller? I have not. I do offer it. So I do have a couple of listings on Mercari, and I do have local pickup on it. I think in my area, I don't live in a metropolitan area, I think if I did, I would have sold a lot more. Um, You're in Colorado Springs, right? I am in Colorado Springs, and we're still a large area. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but we are very spread out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have heard of other sellers that it's worked out perfectly for. Um, there's still, you know, a couple of bugs to work out, especially in the more rural areas where there maybe aren't as many Uber delivery drivers. Yeah. Um, but so far, it's worked out well. That's really cool. And I, I still almost exclusively sell on eBay, mm -hmm. but I'm just excited because I want eBay to do this. I really want them to also. <laughs> and then I have one, this is a separate topic, Yeah. but one thing that's been driving me nuts because anything that's shippable, I list on eBay yeah. and then I'm set. But for things that aren't worth the shipping, like right now I'm selling a dog door that goes like on your patio oh, door. Yeah. So it's not worth really the shipping. So I have that on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Do you sell on Facebook Marketplace at all? I don't. Okay. Well, I'm not inviting you to because <laughs> I am getting literally, I got 18 scam messages. Yes. I know they're scams, so I know yep. how to weed them out. I am sick and tired of it. And is Facebook doing one thing to get rid of scammers? So I used to sell on shipping on Marketplace. So it's Facebook Marketplace, but only with shipping. Uh-huh. Um, and I gave that up a long time ago because I had not good experience with it. And I have other sellers and have seen other sellers that have not had good experience with it. And locally, again, going back to that whole pickup thing, I'm just, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. And the scammers. Yeah. And the scammers, yeah. don't worry, they won't show up. They'll right. just find a way to con you out of your money. But what I do to weed them out is they say some comments about, is it available? I want to get it. And I say, oh, where are you located? Now, one of them said Denver. And I said, what part? How far away are you from? And I gave right. them a city near me. And then they didn't say anything. Oh my gosh. Because they don't know enough detail to say correctly right. where they are. Well, and the big one too, and I'm sure you've gotten it because I've heard others, is give me your phone number and then send me the pin. Right. The Google. And, yeah. And they're hacking what? Your, yes. your Google account, your Facebook yeah. account. It's really bad. It really is. And poor unsuspecting souls, right? You're like, yeah. okay, this might be legit. If you're not used to it. Yeah. Later today, I get to meet with the identity team at eBay. <gasps> nice. And I'm like, I'm going to be very full of love for them because I think <laughs> Facebook does nothing to verify identities. 
Right. On Facebook Marketplace. No, I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Liz. It's so fun to hang out with you. Thank you, Sherry. I'm so excited to spend time with you. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're having fun anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hear myself, and I'm like, I was so happy. You did sound I mean, having a good time. We sound like we're under the influence, but we weren't. We're just under the influence of feeling amazing being at ebay really we think all our ideas are just incredible did you think they paid any attention to the suggestions that you guys were making the shipping team i don't know about that specific idea because we kind of came up with that afterwards uh. when liz told me that mercari is doing that but i do i did really feel heard like by the identity team because that turned out to be this whole conversation about mobile and the app and the desktop on them. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I, I totally felt heard by all the different eBay groups because they were taking notes and looking at each other like, oh, yeah, you know. All right. Moving on, another interview you did, a lady called Angie. Who's, who's this? Angie Nelson won the Shine Award the second year that they had it. Uh. She came number one, and that had a real impact on her business with and, and eBay's doing some of this for the up and running winners as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just money. They are I believe part of me teaching this session part of it is because I was an up and running grant winner. So yeah, and uh Angie started selling on eBay a couple years after I did. And when I met her, her husband had an e-waste business and she was selling some things on eBay. So I gave her some training and now she has far exceeded me. All right, let's hear how she's been getting on and kind of how things have scaled since okay. those early days. Okay, Angie and I are on Santana Row and this is where we're having dinner tonight <laughs> with the ads team. And they have an outdoor kind of farmer's market here, but they also have a bunch of shops. So there's oh, and really cute dogs too, of course. <laughs> so Angie, I've been wanting to talk to you anyway. Um, what are you doing for eBay Open? Is this a secret? Never mind, never <laughs> mind. She knows nothing. Yeah, She's business. not even here. Okay, how about... I guess we'll find out. Uh, your business, what were we talking about? It's not re-commerce, or is that it? So, yeah, so my business is focused on sustainability. So we are trying to save as many items from the landfills and sell um, on eBay, on the platform, and go globally. So, like, 20% of our business is going globally. Yeah. How many of your... How many employees do you have now? 15. 15, okay. <laughs> And you've finally broken into the teen market of, of hiring. I mean, yes, this summer we hired uh, four teenagers, four high schoolers. Uh -huh. And finally it was rubbed the best off experience ever. Um, being able My to girl. give in there. <laughs> and I learned it because of you. Uh, <laughs> so I was able to hire these um, high schoolers and give them like the best experience for a summer job and giving them flexibility and I still. Um, you know, teach them about the economics of, of payroll and taxes and things that are never taught at school. Yeah. Okay, so you won the, just for anyone who doesn't know, this is Angie Nelson. Mm -hmm. And even though she's famous, like, I still think she's my best friend. 
<laughs> we are best friends. <laughs> oh, okay, good. It's still true. And um, so when I got here in San Jose and I saw her, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I've just been like at her side whenever I can. But, my um, shadow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm her, her fangirl. <laughs> um, but you, okay, Angie won the eBay Shine Award. I think the first year they had it, or the second? Second. The first okay. year it was uh, Lori uh, won the, yeah, Lori the won. grand. Yeah, she was the grand winner. Okay, and you won, was it the same year that you won the Shine Award that you also won something from Columbia that was in the huge honor? Yes. What was that? It was, yeah, so 2017 was a, it, definitely a huge year for us. Um, I won an award for, uh, they call it the 22 best. So it, it 22 because they, they have the, they're comparing it with like a soccer team because we are all about soccer in Colombia. So it was the 22 best um, Colombians representing in the United States and making a difference in different categories. And so I won in the, you know, the category of the same thing, right? Woman, minority, owning a business and creating jobs in America. So. Wow. <laughs> Angie is like the biggest big shot that's the most humble person that I know. And um, you guys expanded your warehouse, so how many square feet do you have? So December last year, we uh, got another warehouse right next to the, the where, where we started, and then it's about 10,000 plus uh, square feet. And yeah, so now we have like three trucks and you know 15 employees and expanding the grasp. Now we're having a lot more bigger clientele because of eBay exposure. Yeah, and you have, her company is eWaste Direct, and that's how they started as doing electronics recycling. And then you, so your husband Joe was doing the electronics recycling, and then you kind of started selling things on eBay, like what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago? Yeah, so we were, so when we first started the business, we were trying to sell all of the electronics. Um, we were, sorry, we were trying to recycle a lot of the electronics and get paid by the price of metals and copper and plastics and aluminum. But then we realized there was more value to it than just recycling. So we started reselling what we could, like in the local flea markets at the time, garage sales, you know, versions of it. And then, um, then we had more items that people could buy locally, so we turned them to eBay, and that was just uh, you know the launch of our new <laughs> milestone because the 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 reach that we got with eBay was um, I mean obviously it was incredible, but we were able to sell a lot of items that were obsolete in the market in the United States that was still marketable really well like in Europe or South America yeah. so we definitely gave items a second chance you know second life and then um, because of that because of eBay we were able to hire people to um, you know help us like test and clean and take pictures and do listings and everything else so uh, truly it was because of eBay that we are you know where we are and we feel very proud that we've been um, um, hiring we've hired uh, for single moms, and um, so we've been able to give them, you know, give them the flexibility that they that they need as single moms. So they're still, they, they didn't have to choose between being a mom or you know having that professional side. We can we're able to like play with both, you know, balance both ways. So that's where we are right now. I love that. And now you have your baby, and you were telling me 
that in the new warehouse you have a nice big office that's also her playroom? <laughs> yes. So when I had my son, he's nine years old right now. When we had him, um, he was just literally on a pouch, you know, the baby John thing, uh -huh. all the time that I was at work. And so because it was a whole warehouse, I didn't have the space to, to have him be a child. But I had to work and everything. And now because we're growing and so we're expanding and delegating, uh, and we have a new warehouse, so um, it's all like nice and fancy. So it's like brand new carpet and clean environment for kids, <laughs> safe environment for little ones. So my office, um, actually, uh, probably 60% or 70% of it is all daycare. So Camila has more toys in, in my office than my actual house. Awesome. <laughs> and then I get to work, you know, next to her and then, you know, bring my laptop and sit down on the floor with her and stuff like that. But uh, it's a blessing because, um, you know, I obviously take her around in the, in the stroller around both warehouses and take notes of all the things that need to be uh, done and research and stuff like that. But also my team helps me, um, you know, keeping an eye on her when I need to. Uh, have some freedom for a quick phone call or stuff like that and so it's like a teamwork with all the family and all of our employees that we have uh, currently have been with us since we started the business so so for example our shipper has been the first shipper in my company the person that takes pictures is the only person that has taken pictures so it's been like you know legacy the That's person amazing. that helps us open computers and stuff he's the, the you know he's been 11 years or so with us now. Oh my gosh. So yeah, nobody just, wants to leave us. They, yeah, <laughs> and they're I need smart. Them, so. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'll let you shop. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. So it sounds like she's doing uh, very well for herself. Yeah. And she really is a good person. She really takes care of her employees. Sounds good. All right, well, let's uh, finish with the last one. Slightly lighter tone to this one. Uh, this is <laughs> one of the things I asked you to do when you were sneaking around the uh, eBay HQ in San Jose was to make a clandestine raid on the uh, the eBay radio studio. I assume it's somewhere on a floor out there. And uh, steal me a mug. That was your mission. Because they always talk about how there's a big pile of mugs in the studio. I thought, well, we'll send Sherry off to go and see if you can score one. Um, and unfortunately, the studio was busy at the time. Do you want to hear how this one uh, you bumped into in there? Yes. Here we go. I'm sitting here at eBay headquarters in the recording studio with Griff and Brian, and I'm going to interview them before I get on the eBay for Business podcast. So just prove that you're here. I'm here. <laughs> and me too. This is Brian. This is so exciting. I need no introduction. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know his voice, and if you don't, you don't even belong on eBay. <laughs> So, Best blurb ever. Yes. <laughs> what I want to know is, Griff, are there rumors about, and are they rumors, of you retiring? This is a slightly impertinent question. <laughs> Sherry goes shock jock. I know. I can't believe, I just was a whole different person over there. Very good. Okay. Well, he seems to take it, he, he takes it in good uh, in good measure. Let's see how he answers this one. He's a bit of a shock over an opening question, but uh, let's see how he plays it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any intention? Do I have any intention of, of ever retiring? retiring? Well, I consider it every now and then, but no. But then I Brian, won't let him. Brian convinces me that I shouldn't <laughs> retire. He actually threatens that if I leave, he'll leave. So Well, if our listeners hear that, they might say, go. <laughs> Good. Okay. So you have no so intention. Well, it's not that kind of job. 
Like, it's, why would you retire? Exactly. It's something I really have grown to love doing. Uh, it's definitely doable, and it doesn't involve a lot of physical hard work. It's sometimes, like anything, you know, it's strenuous keeping up to a calendar, and what am I going to book, and what's the new topic we're going to talk about. But as long as eBay will have me and I'm physically able, I, I just, I've thought about it, but I, I don't think I'm going to. Good. I don't just eBay's not eBay without you. So well, it would I have, agree. It would have yeah. to be someday, though, won't it? Because yeah, twenty years. I'm not immortal. That's yeah. not what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you notice a difference in sellers from when you were first doing mm -hmm. eBay Radio till now? Mm -hmm. I do notice a big difference, and the difference is that sellers today are a lot more business savvy. At least the sellers we meet. Even new sellers who are coming on board tend not to be like with the, of the hobbyist mentality. They're, they've learned or they've been exposed to a lot of resources, don't you think? Yes. About business, and they think they're definitely more business-minded than they were 10, even five years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Even if they're on eBay selling, let's say, just enough for vacation money, even those types of sellers are more business-savvy, and it's... You know, they don't worry about, oh, the buyer wants to return one item. They're thinking about, okay, I factor that into the hundreds of items I sell over the course of the year, mm -hmm. where, you know, if I think back 20 years ago, it was much more transactional based with a new seller. I have a, I have a suspicion about why this is, by the way. Oh, yeah? What is it? So I think a lot of it is due to social media, the, the explosion of content that's out there from other sellers that tends to be business-minded itself. So this is the... I mean, it's nice if it comes from eBay, but I think the the majority of that content comes from other sellers using these really popular channels now, and it gets people thinking about what they do as a business. Uh, that's great. Yeah, so it's, really, it's actually sellers who drive this. So but, that must be fun. I mean, are they still quirky? I'm quirky. I'm sitting here with some wild pants on. Um, do you still get that kind of fun, or do you miss some of that? Like. Hair, oh, Eve Betsy and her multicolored hair, which I love. Uh, we don't see that from the sellers that are coming in like this week that are here for uh, well, a little bit. Except for me, maybe. Sarah's got you know, oh yeah, pink Sarah hair. and her pink hair, yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess. <laughs> it may not be physically uh, overt, but it's definitely the 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 quirky, unusual personalities. They're just that's just second nature, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we do. People who are going to start their own business, I think it in, it involves a sense of self-confidence and uh, individualism that ends up showing up as that kind of personality. So, yeah, we see that. And I like that individualism because I'm like, I am too honorary to work for somebody else. <laughs> so I, I just can't, can't imagine. be... Well, I just don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> That's why I ignore it when people try to tell me what to do. He does. I have, no, no, I'm just, I, I don't ignore it. I just sort of have a good way of like passive-aggressively shaking my head yes when I'm inside saying, I'm never going to do like, that. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. I'm, I'm so lucky. I don't know if you're going to get me out of your studio. Well, it's big enough so you can move in if you want to. We can put a mat down here. We have food <laughs> set up. You can always, like, you know, door. Can we even have a little baby Yoda to keep it company? Oh, good. I didn't even you see Yoda. Oh, my gosh. Don't even show me. He is not safe. He's not? <laughs> He's too cute. I want to no. take him with me. I don't think I... He has a gift to us. I don't know if we can give him away yet. No, not no. yet. Yeah. 
No, I wasn't subtly asking you to give him to me. I'm just saying, keep an eye on me. Oh. <laughs> Got it. Okay. We'll right. keep an eye on you. Don't walk out with baby. I won't. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for My having pleasure. us on. Thanks. So it sounds like uh, you might be featured on a future episode of the uh, the eBay podcast. Yeah, the, he told me that it would probably be aired after eBay Open, but that was right before. And actually, the building that we spent most of our time in, and where Liz and I were, we were mm. on the first floor, and the e the recording studio is on a upper level in that same building. Just fun fact. Very good. Thank you for sharing that one. All right. So that, uh, I think, is about it in terms of uh, the audio you recorded in eBay headquarters. Just before we go, we could do a quick uh, wrap-up of any diary dates coming up. Uh, so Sherry mentioned 2nd of October. Shipping prices go all over the place. Yes, and September 21st to the 23rd, eBay open. Also, uh, we mentioned another episode ago that uh, the Uline are running a free shipping deal on $500 spend. That's running until the 25th of September. Maybe you have time to take advantage of that. And September 25th is also the deadline for ticket sales for the remix All right, in Las and, Vegas. Uh, lastly, uh, as of course, always the case, end of the quarter, the eBay free, in air quotes, uh, shipping supplies uh, runs out at the end of September. That's right. Very good. So that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. You can stay in touch throughout the week at sellsellsell.online. That's sellsellsell.online. So Philip Jackson saying thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>